Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Well, we're live. Welcome we're live. to the very first episode of Zero to 60 with Matt McChesney. I'm Bree Maestas from Let's Talk Broncos, and we're going to break down our top six reactions from college football and the NFL from this weekend. Matt, how are you? I'm really excited about this, Bree. I mean, look, this has been a long time coming. Hats off to the Believe Network for uh, for for everything they've done to get us going. You can follow everybody all over social media at zero to sixty pod on Twitter, then Six Zero Academy on Twitter, on TikTok, on Instagram, on YouTube. We're live right now on TikTok as well. So any questions you got out there, maybe we can get them answered. Uh, Bree, you're at Bree Maces 303, right? On Twitter, is it the same on IG as well? It's the same across all. If you want to go follow me on TikTok, I probably won't be posting over there anytime soon, but it's the same Bree Maces 303. Uh, yeah, and if you want to catch my work on Let's Talk Broncos, please go ahead and do so. Absolutely. Talking about those Broncos, uh, we get to end the conversation of a streak here in Broncos country. Finally, the Chiefs did not get a, a 17th win over the Denver Broncos. What did you think was going to happen? Did you think they were going to win on Sunday? Yeah, and I put my money where my mouth is. Like, I, I hit a nice parlay yesterday with Denver finishing off Kansas City. I, look, this is the National Football League. You're not going to just beat up on somebody that long without having a little bit of pride. The Denver looked really good yesterday i mean their defense was outstanding russell wilson looked like the guy that was in seattle for years supported through the run only 19 throws three and five with a week off going to buffalo with a chance to go to four and five on monday night football that's a long break uh so everybody should be healthy and rearing to go and you get an opportunity to really evaluate your opponent watch them this week and then go get an opportunity to beat them up on national TV and you're sitting at four and five, and then you've got winnable games on deck. I mean, if you're a Denver Bronco fan here in Broncos country, I think that they've got a real, real big opportunity in front of them right now. So we were talking about teardown a week ago, and now we're talking about buildup. So you're putting enough stock in the win on Sunday that this could fundamentally change the trajectory of the season for the Denver Broncos, because you're right after the 70 point, uh, decimation by the Miami Dolphins. The idea here was that it was tank and it was rebuild at whatever cost was necessary. You were talking six to seven players that were yep. going to be up at the trade, which the deadline's tomorrow. Yep. And so far it's been quiet. Now there's a possibility that Jerry Judy was on showcase to be able to be traded. Do you think that there's still a player or two who moves on uh, from wearing the orange and blue? Oh man, probably not. I mean, that, that now you would have to be talking about sabotaging your football team because they actually look like they've got their stuff together. So, look, the NFL is very week-to-week. And if they would have dropped Green Bay and they would have gotten embarrassed by Kansas City, then we'd be having a different conversation and it would be teardown time. But right now, they are in the thick of the wild card hunt and they just beat up on the best team in the NFL, in my opinion, at home. And, and look, you've got a lot of really good teams in the AFC here as we move forward with topics, but Denver has to look at their chances and go, we, we can play defense, we can run the football, 
our quarterback has been in big games. He knows what he's doing. As long as the coach and then, you know, the 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 quarterback can play on a cohesive level and everybody can do their jobs and we don't get into hero ball 30 like they were at the beginning of the year. If, if everyone's noticed, they've flipped. They've gone from throwing the ball 15, 20 times more a game to Russell had 19 throws yesterday. 19. They had 10 more minutes of possession. They had five turnovers. That's the way the Denver Broncos win, period. All right. So fundamentally, Russell Wilson lips improved. Mm -hmm. uh, first half of the game was maybe uh, a a combination, a mixture of issues for Russell Wilson, but it, it, they put together a complete game of football. It wasn't right. a bad half and a great finish. It was strong throughout, although the remaining issue for the Denver Broncos seems to be the offensive line. What are you seeing there specifically for the Denver Broncos? Ooh, they were good running the ball, but they were really, really, really poor in pass protection. And it, it takes a lot of time, yes, but they've had it. Being at training camp as long as I was all, all you know, training camp, every single day watching them struggle with the same stuff, it's not surprising to me that they're struggling with it now. Is it fixable? You're damn right it's fixable. But, but they've got to use the bye week. I don't care if they go on vacation. I don't care if Zach Wilson's going on an apple-picking pumpkin tour with his girlfriend i don't give a shit that's what the bye week's for but there's got to be an emphasis on work and technique and putting it in because they're going to play you know on monday night they're walking into the to the the hornet's nest there with von miller and all those boys who can really get after the passer you know damn well 40 is going to want to put on a showcase an absolute showcase on garrett bowles all that knowledge he has on him uh and mcglinchy a guy that he's tuned up in the past uh pretty routinely you know he's going to want to showcase that and he he hasn't been back to form since he tore his acl so that's that monday nighter is going to be where it is the afc is a good division it is uh, as a former player obviously the bye week has implications a momentum off of a really big win like this has the 10 days affect a team as they kind of look to build upon a big win like this one against kansas city well, i think it would help this squad i mean they're a little banged up they've got some guys that they're they're bringing back you know, it's not having Kareem Jackson. That sucks. But I, does the bye week count as a suspension week? I'm not really sure. Um, it's it, two games. So, okay. I, I so he misses the Buffalo contest. But, you know, again, P.J. Locke's been outstanding. I think it's more of a good opportunity for Denver. I mean, just looking at like around the league, we're watching Aaron Rodgers throw the ball like seven weeks off Achilles surgery, right? So, if you're telling me that the advancement and treatment and all of those things have gotten to this point, then I would expect Denver to walk into Buffalo fully healthy with an arsenal of just players ready to eat. So I think the break is a very welcome thing right now for Broncos. Absolutely. I think I can hear radar being called in my sleep or yep. maybe my nightmares. Radar! What we are <laughs> seeing with the Denver Broncos looks reminiscent of what we saw on Saturday with the Buffs. The Buffs fall to UCLA. Uh, I think there's some similarities that you can tell here. If there's no pass protection, if you have Russell Wilson or Shador Sanders running for their life or getting hit, the implications are high for both teams. Can you tell me what the similarities were between the two teams? One one ended favorably, obviously, for the Broncos. The other one left the Buffs scratching their head as to what they do moving forward. Uh, Coach Prime made specific moves to be able to replace the offensive line moving into this season, and changes are probably coming in the horizon. How do you feel about their performance on Saturday first? All right, so look, Colorado on Saturday on the offensive line was one of the worst 
one of the absolute worst performances I've seen from a group up front ever. Like it was that bad. And it was so bad that Shador afterwards was getting injections and, and like really beat up and they were worried about him on the plane. So look, you can't allow your quarterback, whether you're the bus or the Broncos, the Broncos gave up a ton of pressure and six sacks of their own. That can't happen. It just can't. Now, you can't go replace five guys in the transfer portal if you're the Broncos. I think Lloyd probably gets re-upped. He's been outstanding this year. He's still got to improve, obviously, but you don't want to let another center you drafted and developed leave. They just did that with Connor McGovern. You know, and now he's playing for the Jets and doing well, although he got hurt yesterday. You know, what are you going to do with minors? He seemed to really have a great game yesterday, not only from an individual perspective, but also from just giving Chris Jones the business. Bowles is probably going to have to be replaced thinking that, you know, he's probably not going to come back on that big number. They, the professionals down at Dove Valley, UC Health, they have, you know, one, one thing to fix. They've got a, they got a bye week. They've got some time and that goes full circle back to CU. They had a bye week. They had 11 days to get ready for UCLA. It is no surprise that the way UCLA plays, they knew they were going to come out there and radar looks. And if you don't know what radar is, everyone's standing. So they had a zero nose right on the center's face. And then they would line linebacker and defensive end types and B gaps where three techniques usually are, and then put more NASCAR type players on five techniques out here or nine techniques. So you have multiple defensive end outside linebacker types in B gaps. We're not running double teams at them. We're not running fullbacks at them. We're not being physical with them, so it allows them to tee off knowing Shador's always in the shotgun. And the radar look is supposed to simplify things for the offensive line up front, and it seemed to confuse the Broncos, and it damn sure confused Colorado. And the problem with, with the Colorado part of this is, I mean, Bree and everybody listening is, again, they had a bye week. You had two weeks to get ready for these people, and it looked like UCLA was coming off the bye. Like, they schemed us up so good that we couldn't even block. So. The last thing I want to do is be so critical that it, it's it's only the the tone is only heard. But the the video I put up on Twitter though at Six Zero Academy or at the the Zero to Sixty Pod here, you can see it on both spots. It's almost at four hundred thousand views and two thousand likes and God knows how many reposts. And even Coach Prime is reaching out to me and like thanking me for my honesty and you know like you know this we got to fix this. This is this is not cool. So the fact that the head man sees it and he he is about it, it, it just gives me even more, I don't know, fuel here to try and fix it. So I have to take my blame too. I work with a couple of guys up in Boulder and they didn't play well, and that's my fault as well. So everybody's got to take a nice, long, big bite of the shit sandwich here in both the Bron- Broncos offensive line meeting room and the Buffs offensive line meeting room, and everyone's got to shelf pride and ego, coaches included, and get right and it's all fixable that's the best part about offensive line play is if you screw up everybody sees it but we can also fix it so the next week everybody can go wow look at all the work these guys put in to fix it so opportunities knocking right now man and it's knocking after being embarrassed that's the kind of tape as a college player where two weeks ago coach prime is talking about Savion washington and and tank big number 69 christian being nfl football players the kind of tape they put out at UCLA makes them XFL football players if they don't get it right. Yikes. XFL football players, much to the uh, 
akin of an Aaron Rodgers? Do you think he's out if he doesn't return this season from that Achilles injury? Now, look, question number three here today is a big one. As a Jet alum, Aaron Rodgers is on the field yesterday pregame, hopping around in his joggers, looking pretty spry, straight off of Achilles surgery. Kirk Cousins turned his Achilles yesterday. Terrible. Maybe we should stop playing on turf. Just a thought. Um, I I think he does come back. If he's progressing at this level, like, absolutely, I think he comes back. And there is no one, nobody, nobody in the entire country, in the entire NFL, in the world, earth, as we call it, on Coach JB's show, that wants the Jets in the playoffs. Their defense is mean as shit. They can get after the passer. And Aaron Rodgers, if he comes back and they can run the ball the way they do, I think that they could be pretty damn scary because the man, the Manhattan Milf Hunter is watching that kid play quarterback. Yesterday, the Jet Giant game, it was 26 punts. The NFL record is 28 in 1998. I was hoping they were going to get it. Uh, they didn't. But look, if the Jets have to win every game 13 to 10, super ugly, their defense does allow that. Aaron Rodgers, I just I can't imagine what a healthy, spry, ayahuasca-drinking you know, Aaron Rodgers would look like with this team and just how good they played up to this point with him out, that would be the scariest team in the NFL maybe if he was healthy. Matt, I don't know. Right now you're talking to me about a spry Aaron Rodgers. We've had this conversation. Ayahuasca. If that's what's driving his He's tripping his balls off yesterday. He doesn't even know he's throwing. Well, that's what I was going to say. How much of that (laughs) is alleviated by the fact that he went through a very detrimental surgery and, I mean, injury, then surgery. uh, And Achilles, you don't just bounce. You literally cannot bounce back from it. I have no idea how he's doing this. I mean, he should be, like, coming out of. Drugs. Sold his soul. It's got to be drugs. Too many MVPs for someone who didn't earn them. And that's my uh, take on that. But but look, we'll put it like this. He's got great drugs. Uh, The ayahuasca (laughs) is flowing. I I know this, the the training staff for the Jets, they're good people. They they Mm -hmm. would not put him out there and allow him to do that if it would be detrimental. So he would have to clear that with them before he goes out and does it. Because if they see that on social media or video and he's out just throwing the ball around, hopping around. He's not in his, that's the thing. He's not even a boot. As the guys who I've had six left ankle reconstructions, like three major surgeries of sublux tendons, broke legs, like micro fracture stuff on the joint. I never hurt my Achilles, but it's all pretty much the same that I was in a boot for 10, 12 weeks at post-surgery. I can't believe he is looking the way he looks. Now it all might just be bullshit, but at the same time he does, he looks he looks pretty athletic to me. I'm not really sure what's going on right now. I'm kind of dumbfounded. I think your playing weights were also a little bit different, which leads to that conversation. Of it's also true. Aaron Rodgers can probably skip around as much as he wants right now. Uh, I, he has a pencil neck. I have a tendency to believe that a lot of this is performative. Obviously, Hard Knocks is uh, still following the Jets around Aaron Rodgers or Zach Wilson at the helm. So it's just it's really interesting to me that Aaron Rodgers is able to be on the sideline, being caught by the cameras. He's very active. A lot of this is leading through towards the end of his contract. He's obviously still a Jet, that one-year deal to kind of figure out whether or not is what they wanted to moving forward. The idea is, is I understand he wants to play football, right? But he's still getting paid to be there, be on the sideline. Uh, there's no necessary reach to rush back. Zach None. Wilson is doing just fine. Or are you Wilson. telling me, no, he's not. are the Jets a quarterback away yes. from making a run to the Super Bowl? Absolutely. You actually believe that? I really do. Their defense is legitimately great. 
if supported. So defenses win championships. Well, uh, yeah. I mean, we've seen we've seen several instances where dominant defenses carry very, very, very average offensive performances. 2015 Broncos, the 2013 Seahawks. They were good on offense. So we don't not talk great. about that. Yeah, but still, like that defense, not only were they great, but they destroyed the best offense I've ever seen ever with my own one eye. Uh, the you know the two thousand the two thousand two bucks the two thousand Ravens the eighty five Bears the Doomsday defenses and then I think like those Steeler defenses and the and the oh eight Steelers and the two thousand ten Steeler defenses mm-hmm. like they kind of changed the way the NFL regulated like Palomalu and Harrison and James Ferrier and, and those boys they they changed the rule book they were the last like real hard nosed tough nosed defense so i think the jets have a lot of that i mean they are super physical they rotate pass rusher cj mosley uh is a bona fide superstar middle linebacker and their secondary is mean and deep sal is a great defensive coach they get any support from the apple pimp picking pumpkin picking milf hunting uh byu loving some bitch wilson you do anything productive and the jets are going to the 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 playoffs that <laughs> guy anything Bare that, minimum anything that guy watching that guy play quarterback oh my god it is the most infuriating thing on earth i hate it i hate it and his comb over and his fucking frat boy looks son of a bitch let's talk about actual contenders here for a moment for the super bowl or at least top of the nfc afc honestly the eagles the niners are they the real deal the lions a surprise contender you got a lot of bottom five teams that you could honestly just really package up but in the nfl the margin is so small you can take a top five bottom five put them together and the result can be anything that you wish we saw that on sunday with the broncos and the chiefs kind of making you think that they're actually a lot closer in comparability True, I think the dichotomy, however you want to look at it, but the idea here is these teams are never that far off. At the start of the season, there was a different top five in in football teams. We'll do top six since this is what we're running night right now with topics. But the Eagles and Niners are still top. They're they're top level. Are the Lions making a conversation, a push for being in the top echelon of NFL teams right now? I mean, you'd have to think they're going to win their division, especially with with Kirk Cousins going down. Um, They they should walk away with the North. That means they're they're hosting a playoff game. The Lions have a massive opportunity this evening to showcase. They're on Monday Night Football. It is Baba Yaga Mondays. If you don't know who Baba Yaga is, Max Crosby for the Raiders. I have a man crush on him, obviously, and I love watching him play. So anytime I get an opportunity to, that's fantastic. But look, Detroit should mop the Raiders tonight. And the Raiders are not a very good football team, although they have some great players. Detroit's a really good football team that's been built. Dan Campbell's that guy. They love him. I I think that there's a huge opportunity for Detroit to maybe take the mantle from San Francisco and push a Philadelphia. If you're the Cowboys, like, I understand that they shrink in big moments and they don't play well against the best teams, and Dak is kind of whack at times. But if you're the Cowboys right now, watching the 49ers lose three straight and look pretty pedestrian without Trent Williams and Debo Samuel, that's blood in the water. So Detroit, Dallas, you know, some of these other teams hanging around, hanging around. Um but I think in the NFC, it all comes back to the Eagles. They are just so good up front. They are so physical. Now they're running like reverses to their backs off of the tush push, which has got to just, I'm sure the rest of the NFL loves that. Um, By the way, let me ask you this. 
Just because you want to, do people want to outlaw the tush push because they can't quarterback sneak? Why it's is it because they can't? Get why it can't done? anybody else quarterback sneak? It's the same reason that it there's a question hard. of like, why are these people successful or why do they get a podcast? It's because if you could do it, you would, and you can't, so it's, you won't. It's just a tush push. Just walk up, grab cheeks, and push this some bitch. Listen, teams have been practicing it, and they haven't been able to get it done. I think it's hysterical because the idea is that you can't take all your bigs and just push them over the line with your quarterback. Like it's all football is. It's all football is. It's it like is the, the number game. one play in football in the beginning of time. It's like, we're just going to get a yard. We're going to just move you and get a yard. I love it. I mean, I, we do ass grabs at the gym constantly, so I'm always saying grab that ass like it's prom night. Now you can actually do it on the field. And people fuck it up left and right. They can't do it right ever. It's ridiculous. Right. Okay. Watching San Francisco the other night trying to do a, a quarterback sneak against Minnesota was laughable. I mean, I don't understand. Just get in the stick it in there, push, and let's go. Sorry, let's get off topic. I don't know if that's – are you still talking about the tush push? Are you still talking yeah. about football at this well, yeah, point? Well, Monday night football, <laughs> Lions Raiders. Obviously, Max Crosby playing tonight. Mm -hmm. What is the key indicator here from the Raiders for the real deal win? They obviously were able to get it done. Moving into the Lions, they're facing, uh, at this point, Jared Goff. And so what's the result that you're looking for from the Raiders? Are you looking for a result? Because no, look, that's a real question. I want Max Crosby to play well, and I know he will. He's all motor. I love watching 98 play. If, if the Raiders had, you know, 22 Crosbys, they'd be pretty good. I don't know how many passing yards they would get, but they'd be pretty good. Um, this is all about Detroit. Like, this is the first time Detroit's been on Monday Night Football in a long time. It's a premier game. The entire country's watching Dan Campbell and his guys. They go out and lose this game to the to a very, very suspect Raiders team. I don't know if Garoppolo's coming back to play or not, but, you know, his, his rehab schedule the last two weeks has been I mean, look, that guy signed with the Raiders and got a sex contract like five minutes later. So his rehab's just been down the street, which is pretty weird. Um, but look, I don't like Josh McDaniels. I think he's a terrible head coach. If Garoppolo plays, I don't know if there's a whole lot of difference between him and Hoyer. You can't lose this game if you're the Lions. It's just not it, – it is unfathomable to me that they will drop this at home. I would think that Detroit would come out and absolutely want to eviscerate the Raiders on Monday Night Football, especially after last week's performance or the last time they played when they were extremely average. We've seen a lot of weird results, though, from oh, the tons, week of football. And tons. so I don't think that you can necessarily count the Raiders out. Uh, I mean, the starting quarterback for the Raiders isn't – it's a, probably not going to be Jimmy Garoppolo. It's probably going to be Brian Hoyer again, mm -hmm. um, depending on how Keep Garoppolo is feeling. Brian Hoyer? Is? No. Oh, I was like, I'm a Purdy apologist, <laughs> but you're going a little bit farther picking Brian Hoyer. No, Brian Hoyer can't play anymore. Okay. He can take a snap. What the Raiders should fundamentally do is look for Teddy Bridgewater over on the uh, Lions bench and just pull him over. Uh, pull over the, the journeyman QB, but I believe Hendon Hooker is over there as well. Out. Uh, Nate Sudfield, IR. So they, got, they got some dudes on their on their, on their bench, just just hanging out there, taking up space. But I do think the Lions win it. Also, uh, I am a homer, so Broncos country is in uh, united front. Yeah, we're not rooting for the Raiders. With the Detroit Lions, I just like watching Max Crosby. That's that's just how it goes. Yeah, right? I, if anything, we should try and figure out a way to get Crosby in Denver ASAP. I we mean, got make we, the phone call. we got Neil Smith. How hard is it? To we got Demarcus Ware. I feel like you're dragging your feet here. Just do it. Well, it's shit. I mean, it, I know that Mark Davis and his super awesome haircut 
I know that they're hurting for money over there in Vegas, the only company that is a Listen, they can't move on from their head coach because they don't have the money they to cut him. They can't. They have, that's why they had to get rid of Carr. So, you know, maybe. Was that really the reason or I, was it because Carr is also average? I think, average. well, Carr's average, but he's better than Garoppolo. And they, they no, there's the same thing, you know, when they you're making a $40 million guarantee and you're cutting up the cookies and they're like snowmen and you put them in the oven and you pull them out they and they the all same. should be the same, but right? The same. But sometimes one's got like a they're same, same but different, but different, yeah. same, same, but Name's different. Reference. Yeah. All right. Moving on, <laughs> moving on. It's a snowy day here in Denver, Colorado. And I love it. I can't, I can't stand it. I know you hate that shit. It's disgusting. It's terrible. It's 17 degrees outside. Unless what happens? There's about a foot of snow. Yeah, it's nice. No, it's No, terrible. it sucks. It was four degrees at 4 a.m. today. I'm going to go make a snowball, and I'm going to throw it at you, and that's mm -hmm. just how it's going to be. You'll miss. <laughs> CSU got a 15-yard penalty for throwing snowballs. They were warned. They didn't listen, and they paid the price. Have you ever thrown a snowball during it? Uh, I've never thrown a snowball during a game, but I've been hit with a battery. That's this is major facts. <laughs> I got hit with a battery once at Missouri. I think I got hit with a battery at, at like Oakland Alameda back in the day with, with when I was with the Jets. We got hit with batteries once. Um, that that hurts pretty bad. Snowballs also are not fun. But look, I thought was the CSU game was pretty funny. I mean, the eight fans that were there had a snowball fight. Wow! And they built they built you some snowmen. You can't not talk fans. shit. I don't. And also, they, how would they understand what the rest were saying? Because the rest were speaking English and not ba 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 ba. They didn't go up there and go ba 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 ba. You can't throw snowballs. And they were like ba. It was like ba. Like I, back in the day when my sons were young, there was this like cartoon called Timmy Time, and it was just a little sheep that would only ba. That's where I got that from. So Timmy with the ba, inflection ba. in the ba with the voice. Ba ba ba. Yeah. So everything's communicated through boss. The show was an entirety of, of boss, like the Charlie Brown adults talking to each other. Yeah, Sonny Lubick wrote it. I would have had a meltdown. I really would have. I just, um, I would, I would just like wake up and eat his baby food and watch it with him and be like, "This is really informative, Nick." And he'd look at me and I'd be like, "It's good talk, Baba." -ba. <laughs> I'm surprised that he didn't grow up actually making uh, goat noises, but or sheep noises, I would say. Well, is it a goat or a sheep? Well, it was a sheep, but after about three or four episodes, I was like, "This probably isn't the best show to watch." And then we switched <laughs> to Paw Patrol, so you never know. Okay, that's fair. JKS '80s horrors fan says in Philly we threw snowballs at Santa. Jesus. Yeah. That's a completely that's different That's true. They did throw snowballs at Santa. And they booed Santa. They booed Santa? They booed Santa Claus. I, like they, the idea of Santa? No, like actually Santa. They pelted his ass with snowballs and booed him. That's, that's fantastic. Fucked up. That's fantastic. I, wa I watched the CU student section get kicked out of the Nebraska game in 05 when I was a rookie in New York for throwing like bottles and cans and snowballs and things like that. So it, I mean, it's happened before, but like CSU, I'm I'm proud of you. You got you you made the show. Everybody's talking about your snowballs fiasco as you lose to your rival thirty to thirteen. How'd the rivals go this year? Bad, Not bad, bad, bad. All right, with three minutes mm, left. Bad. No. <laughs> bad. Okay, that's that's bad. Yes. <laughs> We're not doing that. Last uh, three minutes, sixty seconds apiece. 
at the present moment, we're about midseason here. I want to know, do you have a midseason MVP? Because I want to throw like Tua up there. I want to say what mm. he and Coach McDaniel are doing in Miami is pretty impressive. Although you got a lot of talk from people who also can't play the position or the sport in general, saying that he's a system QB. We heard it with freaking Tom Brady, too. The idea that you can't take a, a talented quarterback, pair him with the right coach, which you saw uh, Trevor Lawrence with Doug Peterson. The idea is, is if you can platform these athletes, that's what they need as they make their progressions from college to the NFL. Who are you putting up in the rankings of MVP? Because I think Tua needs consideration. I think Lamar Jackson needs consideration. Mm -hmm. Depending on what Jalen Hurts does for the remainder of this season, you could potentially see him doing that. But we're midseason right now, so I want a midseason MVP. Um, it doesn't have to be quarterback. Well, it's those three are at the top of the list, but I'm also going to put your boy Jared Goff in there. I have to because he's been too good not to. He's super efficient. He's going to ball out this evening. If it's a quarterback award, if I'm going to give it to a non-quarterback, I'm giving it to Tyreek Hill because he he hit a thousand yards receiving in eight games. Like he's going to break uh, the record. I'm pretty sure Chad Ocho Cinco said it back in the day with like 1,900 yards through eight games. He's already over a thousand. It's more than the next guy on that list was like in 1962 or some shit. Right. So what he's doing is incredible. I love, love Mike McDaniel. I know you love Mike McDaniel. That's a bad man. And he, <laughs> he chopped up Belichick again the other day. And I think McDaniel is the new, the new school, you know, like uh, the, coach new out standard, the, the new standard, you know, don't you think that that's yes. what you're going to be seeing moving forward yes. is coaches in this sort of, uh, cohort, um, you know, you want to throw McVeigh in there, you want to throw Kyle Shanahan young in there, you, the, the young dudes who really just get it, who aren't necessarily the typical players coach. These players aren't looking to them as a uh, is a comfort piece. They're looking for relate uh, relatability, but also understanding that each player succeeds in a different way. And I think what Mike McDaniel does is he marries all of the concepts and he does it his own way. Uh, aside from being genuinely hilarious, whether it's intentional or unintentional, the idea that this is the new way in which coaches will be looked at instead of the pardon this take, but uh, frumpy and old and disenchanted with the idea that football is not the old school football anymore. Why not marry? Why not be the change that you want to see in the NFL? And I think, I think Mike McDaniel uh, exemplifies that to a point where you can respect what he's trying to do while also maintaining the honor and uh, basically pay homage to the, to the sport as it once was. And so what I uh, love that uh, beyond the batch says, just wanted to drop in your show debut and say, congrats. Can't wait to watch every day. Now I need to go back to JV Smitty and Webb. I'll be back in 20. Awesome. And Thanks, if you brother. want to, you can catch uh, Coach Jason Brown on the show at 2 p.m. because we're going to be back 30 minutes. Well, I won't, but Matt will. That's kind of the, the end of the top six segments uh, because we're out of time. But if you want to throw out anything there, Matt, about what's coming up, uh, obviously you're going to be on every single day. So Amen. let the people know how to watch so that they can come back. Yeah. So look, you can follow us on YouTube at the Zero to 60 Pod. Everything will be up there, all all over social media at Zero to Sixty Pod on Twitter, Six Zero Academy on Twitter and TikTok, uh, and Instagram. Uh, it's on the Believe Network, obviously every day. Uh, Bree will be posting it on her social media platforms, um, which is 
Every Mace is 303 across all socials. You can find me over there. And if you're really interested in hearing me talk more, I'll be on the Let's Talk Broncos podcast uh, tonight, 6 p.m. Mountain Time. And you can find me there Monday, Wednesday, and Fridays. Also, we got a radio program to do at noon. So if you're interested, you can check out the Fan Cave, listen to it after the fact on Spreaker, or you can listen live. Follow us on Twitter. I'll be posting the live stream and you can listen to us talk ball for the rest of the day. That'll do it from us. Matt, get us out of here. That's a wrap, folks. Episode one is in the books. Bree, thank you very much. Everybody back in the uh, in the uh, war room. Carter, you're the man. Thank you. We'll be back at 2 p.m. today with Coach Jason Brown. And then I will be back tomorrow morning at 9 a.m. Uh, to give you another top six topics. Look, if whatever you want to hear about, anything you want to talk about, please reach out on the social platforms and let us know. And we will, well, no, we're not going to just talk about whatever you want, but we'll take it into consideration. Thanks for listening, folks. Thanks for watching. We appreciate it. Great first show. In the stream. We're out. <laughs>